March Madness, the Masters, and Major League Opening Day are all right around the corner. Bet Online has you covered for all your latest news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. The best part when you sign up, you receive 50% off welcome bonus. Head over to betonline.ag and use our promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. We signed up, it's super easy, and if you're already into betting, it's a fantastic way to support this podcast. Again, that's promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, when you sign up at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Warriors, warriors, come out to play. Show me you want to be here. Show me you want to win. Show me you want to, you have that killer instinct. I do look at myself as being one of the most dominant fighters in MMA history. He didn't know it was going to be a buffet, though. He thought it was going to be a three-piece. Now you're getting the whole MGM Grand Buffet to the face, man. What's up, everybody? It's time for another episode of the RJ Ringside Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Fang, along with our boxing writer, Sam Gordon, who's decked out today. <laughs> Full suit. We're at a Wilder Fury rematch. It's the end of the night. Tyson Fury put on a clinic. Clinic, Heidi. Absolute clinic against Deontay Wilder. It was an amazing performance. He looked the best I've ever seen. Conditioning, everything, just accuracy, what he was able to do there in the ring. Uh, dropping Deontay Wilder and just making it his fight from there on out. Yeah. Sam, uh, as we sit here in the MGM Grand Garden, uh, outside of the Grand Garden Arena, Near the food court, to be precise. I was watching everybody kind of walk by. Still busy. People watching. Still buzzing. Fun. Yeah. But I mean, okay. What were your first thoughts when you saw this all play out and Wilder ends up with the WBC heavyweight title? Yeah. Well, I just so all this talk during, throughout the promotion. Tyson Fury says, "I'm going to knock him out. I'm going to knock him out. I'm going to stop him." I'm gonna, and, and he specifically pinpointed the second round. Now that didn't come true. It's a seventh round stoppage, but he laid it out there. He said, "I'm." I want to be more offensive. I want to bring the fight to Deontay Wilder. What I did last time didn't work, so this is what I'm going to do. In, in so many words, I'm paraphrasing. And right away, um, he took the fight to Wilder. Uh, I mean, I, th- I thought he was aggressive. He really, really made good use of his jab early on. Uh, I mean, he was touching Wilder with his jab. Um, w- was as shifty and as skilled as always, right? We know how skilled he is in the heavyweight division, especially at his size. But you saw the added power, especially in that third round. He gets the first knockdown. And from that point, I think there was a psychological shift. Uh, it looked like he damaged Deontay Wilder's ear a little bit, might have thrown off his his balance. But that's a credit to Fury for doing that. And, and after that, I think after that, from, from my vantage point, Fury knocks him down, and then he pounced. And then he was all over Wilder the rest of the night. It, it wasn't close. This was a dominant, dominant, dominant performance. And to me, Heidi, it really leaves no, I mean, it, it, the discussion's over. Tyson Fury is the man in the heavyweight division. He, the, he has the WCB, WBC belt now. He beat Klitschko for all those belts. He's owned every belt in the division, every belt in boxing. He, he's done everything he's had to do. He's, he's taken care of Klitschko. He's taken care of Wilder. He's the man right now. And, and after a performance t- like tonight, he didn't just outpoint him. He dominated him. And, and I think that matters I think that matters I mean, how how he did it. I know a win's a win, but but my goodness, he was phenomenal. All right, so there's that rematch clause. So yeah. we're talking what's next is the rematch clause. But I mean, Wilder has what about two to three weeks to be able to accept uh, whether or not the the rematch happens. Yeah, I think it's thirty days. Okay, so 
on the horizon. There could be some potential there for a fight with Anthony Joshua. But right now, when I look at this Tyson Fury, we were just talking about this before we came up here to start this podcast. When you look at how he is right now, the level that he's at, do you see any way that Joshua beats this Tyson Fury? No, no, no. I, I, I don't think so. I, I don't think... I don't think Joshua beats the Tyson Fury of the first Wilder fight, to be honest. I don't think Joshua is anywhere near as skilled as Tyson Fury. And as we saw from Tyson Fury tonight, he's got power. Uh, Deontay Wilder throughout the promotion, you know, the pillows for fists and all. No, no. Tyson Fury has power. He has, he might not have all-time, 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 all-time George Foreman power, but he had enough power to put Deontay Wilder on his back twice tonight and to totally wipe out all his stamina five, four, four, five, six rounds into the fight, that's Deontay Wilder. Imagine what he would do to a, a Joshua who's not as powerful as Wilder and not as skilled as Fury. Um, I, I think, ultimately, Deontay Wilder's trainer, trainer said afterwards, he came up and said, look, we think he didn't say what, what Wilder was going to do, but they all think Wilder's camp thinks he's going to elect to, to opt, opt into the rematch clause. We think we're going to see a trilogy. Uh, and then hopefully we get some type of unification. I don't know. I don't know if Joshua wants any part of this Tyson Fury, <laughs> but how cool would it be? Would it would be like we've said in previous podcasts to get an undisputed champion in the heavyweight division? It's been so 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 long. It really has been, and that would be something I think for the boxing world to look forward to. Some fans, I, I don't know I, what I'm gathering from Twitter and social media right now. Some fans seem to be like, "Nah, I'm not really into a third right now. Let's do Joshua. Let's have that fight happen." So we'll see how things unfold. But there was a little bit of controversy with the stoppage in the fight because the corner threw in the towel. Now, the the trainer, I believe, Jay Diaz, was not really a fan of that happening with the towel being thrown in. So, what did you make of what he said in his post fight comments about the towel being thrown in for Wilder? Uh, look, I understand that Wilder wanted to keep fighting. I, I totally get that, but I think that the referee and I think that Wilder's corner have a responsibility to keep him as safe as possible. And frankly, with all the power Deontay Wilder has, and we know it can just be one punch for him, the way he was moving, the way he was carrying himself, I mean, he was having a hard time, Heidi, standing up. I mean, he was on the ropes, literally. That's a metaphorical term, but he was literally on the ropes for the fifth, sixth, seventh round, just trying to clinch. His punches were so uncoordinated. Even if he, I mean, he tried throwing that right hand a couple times, and it it didn't look like the laser quick, sharp right hand that Deontay Wilder normally throws. I thought the stoppage made sense. You got to protect your fighter, and Wilder was was taken to the hospital afterwards. Um, His trainer said just getting his ear stitched up a little bit, that was cut. There was some blood. But I I think, I mean, again, I'm not a doctor. I I don't want to speculate too much, but I don't know. A concussion was possible. Um, Maybe worse than that. We'll see. Uh, He definitely, even in the post-fight interview, he said he wanted to keep going, but he didn't sound like Deontay Wilder. He sounded like a badly, badly beaten Deontay Wilder that that was a little bit off. And I don't know if it was a punch to the ear or just the totality of shots throughout the course of the night if there was one particular thing that did it. But uh, this, the, the, the stoppage makes sense. you got to protect your fighter. Deontay Wilder hopefully has a career after this. And we don't, we didn't, I, don't, I didn't want to see him get any more hurt than he already was tonight. And I don't think a lot of people thought it would go this way. I really thought that right hand yeah, would, would yeah. hit him at some point. Once that right hand touches, you know, it's one of those kind of punches. It's a, it's a knockout punch. It's a light out, lights out punch. And I thought at some point that was going to connect. But, For man, sure. uh, in the third round, Wilder goes down. Like you said, he never really recovered, no. I don't think, from that knockdown. And even as that bell rang from, from the third to fourth round, like you had to look at him and just be like, he is not – 
yeah. he's not back. He is not recovered. So I think it is good to protect the fighter and protect the longevity. I mean, he has his family out here. He yeah, has his little yeah. girls out here. And it's something that, you know, certainly even if you're not a fighter, if you haven't been in the cage or a ring, that you have to think about, like, just just being able to live out the rest of your life once this fight career is over. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah so I, I'm all about corners throwing and towels when it's to protect a fighter. Uh, I don't have any problem with it. Yeah, me neither. The, the second round was an interesting one in the sense of judging. I don't know if you had a chance to look over the scorecards here. <laughs> yeah. But there was a judge that actually gave uh, Wilder the second round. Do you think that Wilder had any rounds? Did you put him on a, a scorecard? Do you think that was close? No, uh, I thought I, I gave every every round to Fury, and then yeah. obviously the two knockdowns were 10 8 rounds. Um, Fury, Fury, it was just, it was clinical. It was, it was total domination. And, you know, I think so much of Deontay Wilder's success, we know about the right hand, but I think. That's that's intimidating. I mean, to, to the fact that he could knock out grown men with one punch. You saw what he did to Luis Ortiz in November. But Tyson Fury, I mean, as he said throughout the promotion, he got hit with – he already took Wilder's best shot and got up. And there was a psycho, – I think there was a psychological component that all great champions have, including Tyson Fury, where, where he knew, look, I've already seen what this guy has, and that was – after a nearly three-year layoff, I mean, he was six months removed from that layoff in which he battled depression and some drug abuse and things like that. He's only gotten better since then. So there was a psychological edge that I think Fury had, and people don't go at Deontay Wilder like that. Like, nobody fights him like that. Luis Ortiz tried a little bit, but Fury was totally the aggressor from round one on, and for that, I thought he won every round and really took control psychologically relatively early on. I mean, he... he he was boxing, he was more powerful, and it didn't look like Wilder had any response or had any idea what to do with that version of Tyson Fury. Yeah, and, you know, tonight was a big night here at the MGM because um, this fight was a sellout. You had a nine, uh, excuse me, a $16.9 million gate that set a new record in Nevada for heavyweight fights, as you tweeted. So the total attendance here, 15816 and if we're still going to get into numbers, let's talk about CompuBox because we've talked about how dominating this fight was. Sure. But on CompuBox, you actually had um, Fury outlanding Wilder 82 to 34 in total punches. I mean, there's a few rounds here when you look at them. Like we mentioned earlier, the second round was probably the closest when it comes to actual accuracy and punches landed between the two fighters. Fury actually only landed eight punches in that round, Wilder 11, but uh, total accuracy, you know, was a little bit on the numbers, a little skewed. Sure. But um, in the uh, third round, I believe it is, oh, excuse me, I'm sorry, the fifth round, the sixth round, the seventh round, Deontay Wilder landed three punches per round. Ah. The output just wasn't there. Like you said, it was he was a defeated man in there. Um, this is going to be interesting to see what happens next here with Tyson Fury. And um, as far as Deontay Wilder as well, I mean, he was transported to the hospital during the press conference when we yeah, were down there. Yep. So we'll see how it, it, things turn out with him. Yeah, yeah. I, first and foremost, I hope he's okay. And uh, I, I do believe we're going to see that rematch. But this, But beyond that, I wonder where Deontay Wilder goes from here. I mean, I think a fight like this, a performance like this, a no-show like this, frankly, um, eliminates some of the luster that, that he had, you know, 42 and all with 41 knockouts. I mean, I think you have to look at that a little differently now. I, I mean, the two times he got in there with Tyson Fury, he, 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 can't, he can't beat Tyson. He hasn't yet beat Tyson Fury. And Tyson Fury, 
uh, is far and away the best fighter he's faced. He, he He's the one who dethroned Vladimir Klitschko. He's the one who was at one point the unified heavyweight champion. He's the man who's unbeaten right now. And, and Deontay Wilder's had two cracks at him and can't beat him. And I think it kind of, yeah, like I said, it puts the rest of his career in perspective. So hopefully um, he can recover quickly. And I would, I, you know, if, if this is the Deontay Wilder we're going to get in six months from now, whenever the rematch does happen, I don't want to see that. But hopefully he can he can make some improvements and and, and do what he needs to do. He, he was very I thought he was very gracious in defeat. He was very complimentary to Tyson Fury. He didn't make any excuses whatsoever. And um, yeah, where, where does he go from here? I mean, what happens if he loses again to Fury? If he elects the rematch, I, maybe we'll cross that bridge when he when when it gets here. But um, this is I mean yeah, it alters the trajectory of his career for sure. And. Um, you know, Tyson Fury's the man. I mean, Tyson Fury, he runs the heavyweight division. Tyson Fury bewildered me tonight, not just in the ring doing what he did in this performance, but in the midst of all of that, he actually licked blood off of Deontay Wilder. There's like a, a photo oh, going yeah. around sure, of him sure. kind of, it looked like he had him in a headlock. And yeah. yeah and and he, he's licking blood off of Wilder. So uh, I guess there's maybe just maybe is that one of those mental things? Is that one of those things like, look, I could do what I want to you while I'm here in this ca- in this ring. Like what 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 purpose does this serve in the ring to lick your blood off of your opponent? Like that's a, that's, I've seen it in MMA, but this is. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just like you said, I think there's just like a, a psychological component. Like, look, not only am I not scared of you, but I am feasting on you quite literally. You know what I mean? Um that's a disgusting thing to do, and it, it shows Wilder, look, this man knows no bounds. He will do whatever he has to do to win this fight, psychologically, physically, whatever it takes. Um, that, that was really bizarre, though. You're, you're certainly right about that. But, no, I, I just think it speaks to the mental makeup of Tyson Fury. We haven't seen anybody like him in a really long time. I mean, he's 6'9", he's 270, he moves like he's 170, he talks like he's Muhammad Ali, you know, he fights like he's... Super middleweight. I mean, he's really the total package and has become, uh, I mean, Bob, Bob Arum proclaimed him as the, the face of boxing afterwards. And uh, it's hard to argue that with what he's done since coming to America, coming to Vegas and taking care of business here tonight. I mean, I think he's right there with Canelo Alvarez as the face of the sport right now and, and as the top draw. Um, I mean, he's a total package and that's what he proved tonight and throughout the promotion. And the last thing uh, we're going to discuss here on the RJ Ringside podcast what did you make of the fan aspect and how much they oh. were behind Fury? I mean, for fans from the UK, for British fans that were out here celebrating, there were flags all over the place. Uh, only other time I've ever seen that in here, aside from the in the boxing world, is in the MMA world when Conor McGregor's sure, in sure. town. Yeah. Conor McGregor fans are out yeah, here with the, the flags fans, and they parade. Yeah. It was literally like a big parade coming out here. This entire area was full. I'm pointing to it. This is a audio podcast, so I will tell you that it is probably... I'd say a good 20 feet in between the post here width-wise and the length of it, you know, just goes on from the arena to the casino. So these people came out of the MGM Grand Arena and were parading all the way down into the casino, which is a pretty good distance, I think, maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe 100 feet from from one door to the other. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that not only speaks to the loyalty of his of his fans, but to me, what that speaks to is, is Tyson Fury's ability to connect with people. And when Bob Arum signed him, when I first talked to Bob about them signing Tyson Fury, he said, look, Tyson Fury is a man of the people. He's a people person. He's a modern-day Muhammad Ali, the way Muhammad Ali was able to connect with the people. Now, I don't, I'm not saying he's Muhammad Ali in the ring, but with his charisma, 
with the vulnerability he showed, talking about his depression, being a, an inspiration and a role model with, uh, for other people who have battled mental illness, going through adversity. I mean, he, he's not... He's by no means a perfect man, and he'll let you know that. And I think there's there's something redeeming about that, seeing what he him going through what he's gone through, and then rally to climb to the pinnacle and, and to conquer his sport and his division. Um, it, it was a great night for for Britain. It was a great night for Tyson Fury, and really Heidi, a phenomenal night for Vegas. I mean, record gate for the for the heavyweight division here in Nevada. It was a packed house. It was surprisingly full even during the undercard. I mean, we know how these cars can be, right? Where you have people trickling in and things like that. Um, as De- Deontay Wilder walks walks by us right here as we're recording, looks oh, yeah, to be okay. Looks um, looks, th- right. Thankfully, he looks to be okay. He's moving well with his camp. Um, glad he's okay. But but no, it, it's a, it's a, a big night uh, for Vegas. I mean, heavyweight boxing, boxing is synonymous with the heavyweight division. We've had great middleweights. We've had the great welterweights. We have Canelo. We had Floyd for such a long time. We've had Manny Pacquiao. But we haven't had this much energy around the heavyweight division in a long, long time, especially here. We're going on more than two decades. And uh, we had that tonight. And it was a special thing to be a part of. Um, I'm thankful I got to share it with you yeah, and with, with, with our phenomenal columnist, Ed Graney, and our whole team, uh, Ben and Eric on photo. It was an awesome night. Um, the heavyweight boxing is back. Tyson Fury is the man in the heavyweight division, and, and, and boxing is returning to prominence here in Vegas and worldwide. It is an unbelievable victory for everybody involved, except Deontay Wilder, with all due respect. But he's going to get a big payday, and he'll have his chance to regroup for the rematch. You know, I know I said last thing, but I got to ask you this before we wrap up here. Adrian Broner is expected to be in court, am I correct, on Monday? Sunday. After, Sunday, okay. Yep. So that's tomorrow. After having been arrested here at the MGM Grand, uh, the report came out from TMZ, but you had actually overheard this when we were at the weigh-in yesterday. So we talked about it on a podcast that never made the airwaves. Yeah. Cause <laughs> yeah. But um, we know Adrian Broner, what do you think happens with him and his case here at the MGM? Uh, I guess he was caught actually trespassing. Yep, yeah. yep. It's a misdemeanor trespassing charge. I don't think it's the end-all, be-all to me, what it just signals is this is a guy who can't get out of his own way. He's a four-division champion. As talented as they come in his division, in his weight class, uh, has the charisma, has all the, you know, the quote-unquote Mike skills, was really should have been a rising star. And for the last handful of years, he's made more news, made more headlines outside of the ring than in the ring. Um, I hope he gets it together. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know exactly what's going to come out of this tra- trespassing case, but it's not good. I mean, MGM Grand is the capital of boxing, right? For the longest time, it, this is where all the big fights happen. If he can't come here, I think that it hurts his chances to kind of reestablish himself as a player in the welterweight division. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I don't expect, yeah, I, again, I don't expect anything too major, but it's not a good look. I mean, over and over and over with AB, uh, like another AB, uh, that was once connected to the city of Las Vegas and the Raiders franchise. It's it's headlines for all the wrong things. Hopefully he gets it together and can get focused back on boxing because he was really, really talented at one point and showed all the makings of, uh, of being a top-tier fighter. He, he hasn't lived up to his potential.
right. Well, we'll keep an eye out for that on ReviewJournal.com. What a we, night. What a weekend, Heidi. It has been. What a week. Yeah. This whole week. Absolutely. It's been insane. But it's all settling down a little bit now until you head into court tomorrow, Sam, with your reports <laughs> on what happens with Adrian Broner. But you can keep up with Sam and all his work at By Sam Gordon for the rest of the crew also that was here tonight writing, like Ed Greeny, uh, John Casamantes, and also Ben and, and Eric. Check out Tremendous all their photos. Tremendous job by everybody. Yeah. Really proud of our team this week, Heidi. Really proud. All props to the team effort. Yeah. <laughs> Teamwork makes the dream work. And find this podcast also on ReviewJournal.com slash podcast. We are brought to you by BetOnline.ag. And uh, we will be back soon to talk more about MMA, some boxing, big MMA fight coming up here, two title fights at T-Mobile Arena in the coming weeks. So you'll want to stay tuned here to the RJ Ringside for all the upcoming information on all your favorite combat sports. For Sam Gordon, I'm Heidi Fang. Thank you for listening. 